Well, hello and welcome to Overshare. This is the show where I, Tiana, come to overshare with you. Well, Jeffrey, you know, he just, he does his thing. He's my husband. He just, he just plays his video games. So say hi, Jeffrey. What's up, everybody? No, isn't that sweet? So cute. So this week, I thought we'd talk a little bit about what we are all doing to keep ourselves sane inside our houses, right? Because we're all stuck inside. It's sort of like a low-key house arrest, right? It's definitely not like jail. And it's not totally like house arrest. It's more definitely very specific to quarantine in the sense that there is no toilet paper. In jail, you would have toilet paper, for instance. But quarantine, that's not a thing. That's not really an access that we have at all times. I am curious about that. What's going on with the toilet paper, you guys? Is there something going on that you need to let me know about? Because I was deeply confused by it. So if anybody wants to clarify that for me and just let me know what the fuck is going on with the toilet paper, that would very, very much help me. I'm just confused mainly because we all have access to showers. Okay, we do. I said it. I know. It's a thing. Other countries do recognize this though. Like, you know, Asian countries and European countries, they have these things called bidets or smart toilets that clean your vajouge or your bum. Mm -hmm. That's a thing that exists. So clearly toilet paper is kind of not necessarily top tier importance in case of cutoff of supply chains. But I do appreciate your severe concern for your buttholes, America. I understand. You're going to, you're thinking it's going to be quarantine. You're going to be doing a lot of sitting. So you're just preparing. I, I relate to that. I just think there are more elegant solutions than hoarding toilet paper. It's a little embarrassing. Just so you know, everyone's making fun of us with the toilet paper as well they should. Because it's a little weird. So hopefully you're finding not toilet paper based obsessions to keep yourself sane out there keep yourself going doing creative things or just productive things I know that like home improvement projects are at an all-time high right now contractors are like the busiest they've ever been because you know they're really stuck inside they're stuck in their houses they're stuck with all the things that they hate about their houses so they got to call their guy everybody's calling their guy you know and just in case that guy doesn't know what to do he's always got a guy there's always another guy to call. So all of those guys, they are all very busy right now because everybody's stuck inside and they're just trying to make things better. And hey, you might not have the expertise to fix it yourself, but you do definitely know that you cannot survive one more day with that dripping faucet or you will go crazy. So you got to call the guy. So those kind of things are productive. That's the kind of stuff we all wish we had time for in our normal lives and we don't normally have time for. So hopefully you're making time for that kind of stuff. We definitely have been doing that kind of thing around here. Um, and then also just, you know, keeping yourselves and your family busy with different things. I know a lot of people have had to homeschool their children for some of this time. My children and I dodged that bullet. Jude is in full-time therapy, having autism. And Aiden is four. So he's in daycare usually so not a whole lot of homeschooling more just kind of keeping educational activities going keeping them excited about each day and new things that we're going to do that's the main thing that we do so we've done all kinds of stuff we really have we uh built model cars and we built uh, little model motorcycles and monster trucks and stuff taught the kids about all different parts of vehicles we built a model um, volcano and erupted it 
of course, very important. We also did a fossil hunt. We've done all kinds of artsy activities because, you know, <laughs> it's me. So I had to do a bunch of, art, bunch of artsy stuff with the kids and stuff from my childhood, like spirograph and like spin art. And we did some tie dye. We all made some cool tie dye shirts that I totally want to wear in public. <clears throat> but we uh, had a lot of fun. We've kept ourselves very distracted. We've kept the kids very distracted with all kinds of stuff. And just the classic activities, coloring books and reading books and Legos. So many, many Legos, you guys. Too many Legos. And also Play-Doh. Not enough parents talk about how much Play-Doh sucks. Play-Doh really sucks, you guys. For those of you that don't know, for your memory that you're holding on to from your childhood where you're just thinking, no, Play-Doh is awesome, Tiana. What are you talking about? I love Play-Doh. Yeah, you are obviously not the one who had to clean up the activity. That was clearly your parents because you did not have the motor skills to do that. And let me just tell you that I as a middle-aged woman, do not have the motor skills to do it either. It's pretty difficult. They're really, the nature of Play-Doh is kind of dangerous to get into as a parent. It's a racket, if you will. Okay. So all the little toys have all kinds of little groups and little slides, right? So that the little pieces can fit into each other and so that the Play-Doh can come out in different shapes and fun stuff like that. And that's joyous for your children, but it is also a nightmare to clean. And the Play-Doh never comes out. It never comes out of those tiny little holes and grooves. There's really no good way to get it out. I mean, you could soak it, but then if you soak it, you are removing all those cheap, shitty little stickers that make said object look like a person or like a barbershop chair or like a fire truck or whatever the fuck it is that pleases your child in the first place, right? So you're just destroying the stickers and destroying their toy by trying to clean it. So inevitably, after a while, they just start to not work well and your only solution is to buy more Play-Doh toys. Do you see how that works? See that? Mm-hmm. It's a racket, I told you. So just be prepared, parents who are just putting your toe into the Play-Doh water. You're never going to get out. You're not. You have to wait till the kids are like 12 you finally get to throw all that shit away because for the next 12 years plus, however many children you have, you will be buying Play-Doh toys repetitively, the same ones, as they get destroyed by your children. And you will be artfully dodging Play-Doh as a suggested activity, no matter how much you loved it in your childhood. So I just want to take the veil off of how awesome Play-Doh is because when you get to be the grown-up who cleans up after it, not so awesome. Like many things. When you become the parent. Not super awesome. Okay. Just wanted to put that out there. And it's tough trying to keep them busy right now. Because it has gotten very hot. It is hot. I live in a hot place. Okay. I live in Arizona. Arizona is very warm. I know. I know a lot of people like to be like, it's a dry heat. Yeah. So is your oven. Your oven is also a dry heat. Would you want to hang out inside your oven? No, I didn't think so. Yeah, there it is. So please don't tell me it's dry heat as if that's some kind of improvement. Although I do get your point in that humidity sucks balls terribly. It sucks sweaty humidity balls, but still doesn't really make a big difference when it's 118 degrees out, right? Still just an oven. That's the life. That's our life. So tricky. You got to send your children out in this heat. If you are lucky enough to have a pool, you can do that. Have them basically live in the pool. 
and just dry up like shriveled little prunes with sad dried out chlorine hair or if you don't have a pool like we do you have to be much more creative about things and you know come up with like splash activities for them to play with little like sprinkler toys and shit like that because lord knows they get really hot out there we have very white children i mean jeffrey and i are very white people just super white so the kids go out there and they get very red and it's not about the sunscreen we put all the sunscreen on them it's not about that it's an internal heat that makes them turn red thusly yes an internal heat so, you know, after a certain point, you just are kind of like, you need to go inside and drink water and find some indoor activities to play. So it's not super fun for them. It's kind of hard to keep them active and keep them busy. This is why I have to find all these things to do inside and somehow keep these activities clean and organized because I am very type A, as previously described. So it's a challenge. When we did have nice weather earlier on in quarantine, we did a lot of outside cool stuff, including we did an outdoor camping trip. Yeah, that's right. Everybody went and camped out in the backyard. Super sweet. We even did, we did the whole thing. We had like a uh, fire pit and we did s'mores. We had s'mores, you guys, by the fire. It was very cozy. Very cozy, cozy. And then we all slept in the tent together, all snuggly wugs. The best thing about sleeping in the backyard when you do your camping trip instead of just like a regular camping trip is that when the birds inevitably wake you up at five in the morning, you can go in your house and you can sleep. Yeah, I like that. Another perk to camping at your own home instead of camping at a campsite or, you know, offsite camping, your toilet. That is definitely a big, big, big perk, your toilet have to say because as much as I love camping and don't don't get me wrong with these little silly complaints I absolutely love camping okay but the toilet situation is the shittiest part and I use that word very specifically right now it is the shittiest part of camping otherwise I highly recommend it to all of you so for those of you who are listening right now and going I don't know I don't really like camping Tiana stop being a pussy stop it just go camping get out of your comfort zone push yourself do it You'll find that you might like it, right? And don't pull the whole shower thing on me. You know on your worst periods in your life, you've gone more than a couple days without showering. Don't lie. Don't be a liar. So, what's the harm? Okay, maybe just two nights or like one night. Just one night. You could just start with one night of camping. That's not intimidating. You can even rent stuff or borrow. I am more than willing to lend to anybody who would like to try camping. I highly recommend it. You would be out in nature, enjoying yourself, enjoying your family, enjoying your presence on this earth without all the shit that normally distracts you from your presence on this earth. Just be centered. Know who you are. Know what mother nature gives you without paying for it. The things you don't buy, things you don't work for to buy, just the things that you're born with by living on the earth. Sit there and take stock for just a minute about the the sheer beauty of it that we're gifted every day and often hardly notice the smallest to the largest gifts that nature gives us. Just absorb it all. All that shit you can't buy. And then you go home and you really super appreciate the shit that you buy. 
like the running water, right? And the mattress, okay? So that kind of shit, when you go home, you're just like, yay, human comforts. Oh, the shit that I buy is awesome. Makes you appreciate it more. So another perk of camping. See that? Get to leave your house, have a different experience, and then come home and appreciate all the things that you have, which is something that I think we should all do more of. It's definitely an important thing to do, you know? And the cool thing about camping is it can definitely still be a group activity, even in quarantine. So we have friends, lots of friends who love to camp, but we have some friends that are out in Australia and New Zealand, Katie and Andrew. Hey guys, we miss you. What's up guys? Yeah. So we don't get to see them as often as we would like to, obviously, being on opposite sides of the world from each other, but... We do get to see them fairly often in under normal circumstances, and we enjoy that very much. And uh, something that they share with us is their love for camping. And they decided they normally camp around Easter weekend, and they were going to be unable to do that because of the pandemic, everyone was staying home. So they decided to create a Facebook group and ask everyone to join in with them to camp from their homes. Camp from their own backyard or maybe inside your house or maybe out on a balcony or a porch or patio, whatever your situation might be. And just camp from home and share photos and stories from to this Facebook group and feel connected in that in that way. So that was a really cool thing that we got to do as well. We participated in that. Now we had already done our family group camping thing in the backyard prior to that. So we did sort of a compromise with the children for that being Easter weekend. We put them in the living room with a little two-person tent just inside. And that is where they slept to eagerly await the Easter Bunny. You know, side note I have to say about the Easter Bunny. Although I love a good rodent, and I do, I love bunnies and little hamsters and how they like run from one hand to the other like a treadmill or a little floofy chinchilla. Oh, just love a good rodent. So cute. But like the idea of a rodent that is enormous... Like the Easter Bunny, a mutant rodent that brings baskets of chocolate to your children. That is not not a super comforting thought to me. Rodent lover, no. I don't think I would want that to happen. I mean, also being a neat freak, it confuses me and concerns me. What would happen to the poop trail? You know that the giant mutant bunny would leave a mutant poop trail. That's inevitable. It's an inevitable thing. So what happens when your children wake up and they realize that they've been left baskets of chocolate and also feces on the same day? I mean, that's just some deep-rooted trauma right there. But then also we must not look too deeply into the stories that we tell the children, right? Otherwise, we're staring into a mirror of our own psychoses. It's more fun just to tell them some stupid story to get them excited about shit. Yeah, just to get excited it's good. It'll all be fun, kids. Don't worry about whether the idea of this is terrifying. So, you know, that this is just my brain. This is just my brain. I have an ability to destroy very mundane things like the Easter Bunny with my overly analytical processes. So, here we are. <laughs> this is why Tiana has to find things to do to distract myself. Because you could imagine this brain all by itself in quarantine is kind of a dangerous thing. It's gone down some scary roads. What are you guys doing to keep yourselves busy out there? Keep yourselves distracted and on some kind of path to sanity? Or are you on a path to sanity? Have you just lost it at this point? I want to, I genuinely want to know. Are you just like eating everything that you want to eat just with impunity? 
Are you binge watching just the shit out of every single stupid thing you could possibly binge watch? Is that what you're doing? Have you dyed your hair? A lot of people dye in their hair. That's a thing that people do when they're bored. Have you done that? Have you cut your own hair? I have not ventured into the cutting of my own hair, nor the cutting of the boy's hair. But then again, I am someone with long hair who will go many years sometimes without cutting my hair. And I mean that, like a couple of years without cutting my hair at all. So I laugh in the face of this quarantine hair cutting game. I say, <laughs> try me. Let's see how far we can go. Let's see how long we can go without a haircut. I will wear an untamed mane and I care not. But you know who does care? The men in my life. Yeah, the boys. My sons, my husband. I need one right now. Yeah. They need haircuts. It's a thing that they need and I cannot provide that to them because I, unlike many people in this world, know my own limitations. Okay? So I'm not going to do that to them. I love them way too much to in- than to inflict my haircut that I would give to them upon them so they just kind of have to figure that shit out unfortunately for them but that's the thing about this current situation everybody wants to try to fix it everybody in their own little corner of the world we just all want to make it better because we know how fucked up it all is but you have to know your limitations in all situations you have to help where you can help and then when you know that you can't help you need to just stop and just don't so that's a message for a lot of you people out there that you might want to listen to and apply across many topics. Okay. You know, it's an, it's an important thing staying on top of our mental health during these times. That is definitely an important thing. I talked about that with Shafin, all the different things that we do to keep ourselves sane during stress. So for me, another thing that I've been doing to keep myself sane has been I've been focusing a lot on deep breathing and meditation, right? Taking nice, deep breaths, just... Do you guys do that sometimes? Do you just stop and focus on your breathing? Take like a nice deep breath from time to time? Yes? No? I don't really care what your answer is. Either way, I'm bossy enough to tell you that we, together, collectively, are all going to take a deep breath right now. Are you ready? One, two, three. That's good. Doesn't that feel good? It's because the oxygen gets you high. So chill out with that, junkie. All right. Freak. Just kidding. Something that you should take stock of. You should make sure that you focus on your breathing. Make sure that you take time to clear your thoughts. This is a world that is full of stress and full of opinions and full of thoughts and expression. It's good to take time to clear that all away so that you know what you actually feel, so that you feel centered. So meditating is very important for that. And hey, if you ever forget these things, we always have helpful inventions as humans. Like we have the Apple Watch. My Apple Watch dings and reminds me that it is time to take a deep breath. I am very appreciative of that. Thank you, Apple Watch. Also reminds me when I have been sitting far too long at the computer that it is time to stand up, jackass. Because you've been sitting far too long at the computer. So again... Thank you, Apple Watch. I do appreciate that we as humans have to create these inventions that remind us that we are humans on the earth with needs like standing and breathing. So always appreciative of these inventions because Lord knows sometimes I need to be reminded that I'm a human. I often forget. So thank God for technology. 
been trying to stay healthy in general on top of the mental health, physical health. I got myself a foam roller, a foam roller. That's a thing that I'm doing now. Yeah. Although it does really help. It helps with my sore, tense, terribly tense muscles that I have, which are awful. I have really awful tense muscles. They're kind of akin to like someone who's just consistently being tasered. It's just sort of like I'm walking around like like that. It's super chill. Anytime I go to a massage therapist, well, (laughs) when I lived in a world where I could go to a massage therapist, they would just take about five seconds of touching my shoulders and be like, oh dear Lord. To turn and look up at them and be like, I'm sorry. It's not going to be an easy hour for you. This is going to be like massaging a rock. But I will tip you well. It's always fun. Always fun. So this, the foam roller helps with this. It helps with my tense muscles. It helps to build some strength. Helps to stretch. It helps to loosen and relax my muscles. Although I have to say that there is nothing more ridiculous than doing the foam roller exercises. Like legit nothing more ridiculous. When I watch YouTube and I watch the experts... I'm hoping that you can hear the air quotes that I'm doing right now. The experts doing the foam rolling exercise, they look just so exceedingly stupid. Really dumb. But I get the principle behind the exercise, so I'm doing it anyways. But I can't possibly imagine how dumb I look if that's what they look like. Because I have zero athletic ability. That is not a thing that I possess. Like active-ish, right? I like to I like to camp, like I talked about. I like a good hike or like swimming, right? Yeah, I like these things. These are good things. Sporty, athletic, uh, oh, it's a reach. It's a stretch. That's a stretch for Tiana. Uh, I would not say that I am athletic. My mom saw that happening when I was young. She definitely saw that I was a very anemic child in a corner with a sketchbook. She got concerned. She thought maybe she's going to grow up to be some kind of vampire grown up who lives in inside all the time and works in windowless buildings and works all hours of the night and sleeps during the day and has very minimal social contact except with other vampires. And that would be concerning to me. She wasn't wrong. That's basically the life of a theater artist. So she was not totally wrong. That was a solid mom prediction. But she was concerned at the time when I was a child. She thought she might be able to counteract it, right? with like some kind of athletic activity so she enrolled me in tennis tennis I think it was because she knew I didn't like to play with other children like at all so she figured tennis was a safe bet it was just me and this adult instructor right and it was all right he was a cool guy he was nice enough he had already been the instructor for my brother. So this poor guy, he was used to my brother who was much more, he's much more competitive when it comes to athletic stuff than me, just in general, and more adept at them than I am. So, you know, Cedric would like tear up the court and really play tennis super well. <laughs> and then this guy had me show up and I was basically just a fucking potato with a racket. Like, what the fuck's up? I don't want to be here. I mean, I was polite enough, right? I understood he was there getting paid to teach me a skill set and try to keep me healthy. It wasn't like I hated him. We kind of actually developed like a mutual Stockholm syndrome over time. Neither of us wanted to be there. We understood that. It was not our choice. We were being forced, but we did it anyways, and we found a way to just live with it. 
and actually kind of enjoy each other despite the fact that we had nothing in common and no reason to be put together in any way. So that's just Chana trying to cope with sports. Not really my thing. Jeffrey had more context for sports and athleticism in his life than I did. Jeffrey was into baseball. Baseball? I don't know why. But that's his thing. That's his family's thing. Actually, it's a big part of his family. So on top of playing it himself when he was a kid, we've also attended a lot of games because his family, they're all big Dodgers fans. So go Dodgers, question mark. Yeah, Tana's not really cut out for that shit. (laughs) I mean, I enjoy it. There are parts of it that I enjoy. I will always find things to enjoy in almost every scenario. I will find a way to have fun. It's just part of who I am. So to me, the things that I have found fun with attending baseball games would be being able to drink giant cups of beer the size of your torso and eat garbage food just all night with no judgment from anyone else at all because they're all doing the same thing. So I am super down for that. That is definitely a thing that I enjoy about going to, to baseball games. I also enjoy watching drunk people argue and just generally embarrass themselves. It's hilarious. It's also because I'm a terrible person, but I do enjoy that. See, that is more interesting to me than the game. I understand other people are there to watch the game, but I kind of try to just stay out of the way of that as much as I can and just people watch. Just people watch the shit out of that. I often um, try to blend. I try to blend as best I can. The food and the alcohol helps me blend a little bit, but I also get um, like the occasional shirt or two from Jeff's family that are Dodgers shirts, so I look like I fit in, which is very kind of them. It looks like there's a home team that I'm rooting for. But I'm really just there to watch the drunk people. Don't be mistaken, guys. That's it. That's what Tiana's doing at the old ball game. (laughs) That's my level of enjoyment. Although one time for Jeff's dad's birthday, they got this skybox thing and that shit was fancy. There was a lot of fancy food and a lot of fancy booze. And we were up removed from all the drunk people in like a nice box with a view of the drunk people. So I enjoyed that too. I like that. I like being able to watch the people without necessarily having contact with the people. Like sort of like a zoo. Mm-hmm. Like a people zoo. Right? That's what, a, that's what a baseball game is to Tiana. A people zoo. So other than spending time with my family and eating crappy food and drinking, people zoo. Those, that's pretty much it. Those are all the things in priority order that are most important to attending a ball game for me. So thank you, Jeff's family, for putting up with my complete lack of interest and ability to follow what's going on. But that's important. It's important to try new things always as a human. It's important to expand your boundaries, maybe do things that you don't know about, right? Check something else out. Try something new. Are you guys trying new things right now? Is that one of the things that you're doing during quarantine, trying new things, keeping yourself busy and distracted? Because I have definitely been trying new things. Like this podcast, that's a new thing that I'm trying, right? I'm, I'm totally using you right now. I just want you to be aware of that. So I hope that you do feel used. Do you feel used? Okay, well, you're just going to move on from that. I just want you to know that this is really for my own self-gratification and you seem to be along for the ride. So you might want to go to therapy for that later and figure out why. Why are you doing this for me? I know why I'm doing it. Do you know why you're listening? That's the real question. Mm-hmm. See, we get introspective here on Overshare. And as deep as we can get, sometimes it's good just to keep things light and easy. And so in that vein, 
we have a very special guest, don't we, Jeffrey? Yes, we do. Yeah. I just want you all to hear the deep, deep psychological issues that are going on in this house. Right? We have Jeffrey who's playing his video games. We have me who's recording this podcast while you listen. And then we have our children. So what's going on with our children? Huh? What's going on in the mind of a four-year-old during pandemic, culturally, socially torn apart America? What's happening in the mind of a four-year-old? Let's take like three minutes and find out, shall we? You guys want to find out what's going on in a four-year-old's mind? Let's take like three minutes. Say hi, Aiden. Hi, hi Aiden. But um, He's already a master of comedy. Oh, no. We don't put the microphone in our mouth, honey. Just right next to it. Aiden, how do you spell your name? A-I-D-A-N. Oh, that is excellent. And how old are you, Aiden? Um, four. You're four? You have to think about that for a second. Huh? <laughs> You're four. Yeah. You have your birthdays coming up soon, isn't it? Yeah. There are, but there's a lot more sleep. There are a lot more sleeps before your birthday. How old will you be at your birthday? Let's see. You won't be four anymore. You'll be... Five! That's right. You'll be five. What do you want to do for your birthday? Um, I want to get a cake. You want a cake? Yum. Yeah. What kind of cake do you want? Um, the... Chocolate cake. A, cho- a chocolate cake? Yeah, with candles on it. What do you want to get for presents? What kind of presents do you want? What kind of toys? Um, cars. You want some cars? Yeah. Out of a box. Out of a box? Yeah. Okay, I'll put some cars in a box. That sounds like a good plan. Okay. What else should Mommy give you for your birthday? Let's see. How about a birthday hat? A birthday hat? Yeah. Whoa. What kind of birthday hat do you want? Um, a candy one. A candy one? <laughs> yeah. Whoa. Mm-hmm. What would your candy birthday hat look like? Um. What color? Blue. A blue birthday hat made out of candy? Yeah. Wow, that is really tricky, mister. I'll have to see what mommy can do. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. How are you doing today, Aiden? I'm doing just fine. What about you? (laughs) I'm doing just fine, too, sweetie, because I'm here with you. Oh. What did we do today? What did mommy and Aiden do today? We played with the spinel, and we took a shower, and we played a game. Oh, yeah. We played some games, and we took shower, and we played spin art. We had to take a shower after the spin art. The spin art got a little messy. Yeah. Did you get some paint in your hair? Yeah. Uh-oh. Did we have to shower to get the paint out of the hair? Yeah. It's all better now, huh? Yeah, this one is gone. The shower got wog. Blowed it away. It blew it away? Yeah. Nice. Showers are helpful like that. Yeah. Yeah. What's your favorite color, Aiden? Blue, green, red, purple, and pink, brown, gray, brown, and black. Wow. That's a lot of really good colors. Yeah. Thank you, Aiden, for your help today. 
You're welcome, Mommy. I love you. I love you, too. Can you tell Mommy, love always wins? Love always wins. It does. I yeah, love you very much. I love you, too. All right. Okay, bye-bye. So that was our very special little guest today, Mr. Aiden Benoit. I hope you all enjoy his hilarious little character as much as I do. And I hope you all enjoyed the chat today. And that maybe got some ideas, fun things you can do yourselves. If you guys have fun ideas, shoot them my way. Lord knows I'm always looking for different things to keep uh, my family and myself busy right now while we're all stuck. Next week, we're going to be talking with uh, another special guest I'm bringing on, Miss Desiree. She and I are going to be talking about something we have a lot of experience with, which is the absolute hellscape that is suburbia. That's right. Fear, ye who have not entered, enter not. There's a lot of fucked up stuff going on behind the doors of these white picket fence lined houses. I kid you not. So she's gonna join me and talk to me a little bit about how we've navigated this. In the meantime, please take care of yourselves, take care of each other, and you heard it from Aiden. Love always wins. Bye guys.